What is up, you guys, and welcome back to Sad Girl Hours. Today, I am joined by Utah's greatest sad boy. (laughs) The person, like, you are the person that, because I thought I was, like, really bad. Like, I thought (laughs) I was sad boy, like, extreme, and people in my life definitely feel that way. And I was like, yeah, I'm pretty extra. I don't know if anybody can top me until I met Sage. (laughs) Until I met you, and then I was like, oh, okay, okay, and I love it. And what's funny is I actually knew of you from TikTok before I ever knew that you lived out here. Oh, yeah, that's that's where I found out about you, too, and Haley. (laughs) Dude, isn't that so cool? I love that for us, because it was just such an organic thing, and then once I pieced it together, I was like, what the fuck? guys from Utah? Yeah. I, I had no idea. I had no idea you were in Utah. Um, so, did you grow up out here? Yeah, I was, uh, I was born in Provo, and uh, I just grew up around different parts of Utah. Uh, but I, I would say most of my time in Utah has been more in, like, Bountiful and North Salt Lake. Word. Because I lived, I, I went to junior high at South Davis, and I went to high school at Woods Cross. Woods Cross. Yeah. I know exactly where that's at. Mm-hmm. Word. Well, and I remember being like an instant fan because you play with a lot of melodic mm-hmm. music because we share that, um, that we are both, you're wearing a Said the Sky uh, hoodie. Yep. Anti-sad boy, sad boy. Have that motherfucker tatted <laughs> on my arm. I love Trevor. Um, so He's such a sweetheart. Yeah, I can't wait for the day I can just give him a fucking big-ass hug. It's going to happen. Oh, I, I bet I bet it's going to happen. It's going to happen. You, do you see I'm he's coming here? And, uh, yep. Yeah. I'm trying to manifest <laughs> it for that because I will um, have healed from baby. And, yeah, I'm, I'm not missing that. I've only been able to see him live one time, and it was DOS. Um, what was that, 2019? Yeah, he was here he in 2019 Yeah. Um, life-changing life-changing i was on the rail for that dude i couldn't imagine (laughs) i couldn't imagine even and it was crazy because like when i first when his set first started i had gotten separated from my group so i'm like looking around i'm like in the front like left side of the stage and i'm like looking around i'm like he's coming on right now (laughs) like how the i don't want to experience this alone and i'm like kind of looking around and i'm like Fuck it. Like, eventually, I was just like, okay, I'm going to experience this alone right now, and I don't even give a shit. And the second he started that intro, I was just like, oh, my God. Like, I've never I've never had a feeling like that in a single set. It's – he's incredible. Yeah. Especially um, especially for that, sh- uh, that festival because he mm-hmm. was pretty much one of the only melodic artists on that lineup. So it was yeah, like, to it, that it felt extent. like a great break from, like, all the other genres that were being played, especially all the dubstep. Oh, abs- absolutely. And he, he got, like, sunset time. It was, mm-hmm. like, and I feel like 
festivals and like whatever should consistently do that for him because it's just so on brand yeah. and it just creates a whole vibe and um but yeah so we um both very much vibe on that aspect of things um and I was gonna ask you because um I guess if I didn't make it clear in the beginning Sage is a <laughs> DJ and producer working on production right yeah yeah um, and you go by, I'm going to guess, I'm going to guess right now. <laughs> so I don't know if it's ambience or ambiance, but I'm going towards ambience. And you are correct. Okay. But I like to jokingly tell people that ambiance when I want to be at, when it gets to the point where I'd be, I want to be like a fancy house or techno DJ, <laughs> just get the button up and the, the, <laughs> the sunglasses. I'm ambiance now. Ambiance. I only speak techno. <laughs> well, it kind of gives like a Beyonce type sound <laughs> to it. Ambiance. Ambiance. <laughs> Anytime you want to be extra, or it could just be like your alter ego. Be like an alter ego project. Yes. That's all extra and shit. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, so what kind of, how did you get into the scene? What? What started your journey with all of this? I would say I actually got into it on, like totally on accident because um, when I was getting into electronic music during like my, uh, it was my junior year of high school that I was listening to uh, a bunch of stuff because I was trying to find um, uh, music that wouldn't get copyright uh, struck for all my YouTube videos at that time. <laughs> Oh, word. Okay. And I found no copyright sounds, and then I started to find Alan Walker and Tobu, and then that just cascaded down to, like, Marshmallow, Dead Mouse, and then I was just like, this this is crazy. I'm finding all these labels, like uh, right. Monster Cat. Yep. yep. And I I just got so immersed in it, because it was also very different from everything that I was listening to, because I was, I was so sick of Top 40 radio, and yeah. I listened to a lot of rock and hip-hop growing up like i went through a lot of phases of music same like a lot of people think it's crazy when i say i, I went through a country phase <laughs> yeah I, I fucking i and even still like i don't go out of my mm. way to listen to it but if something comes on i'm just like oh, damn i forgot about this because i like i my my dad is that way like he if you sit out here when he's listening to music it can go from fucking opera to taylor swift to fucking <laughs> Tupac, then we're going over to Nine Inch Nails, and then Blink, and it's just everything. Frank Sinatra, Johnny Cash, so that's, that's I was that way, too. I really appreciate right there, just, like, the diversity of that. Yeah, I, yeah. I owe all of, um, all of my, uh, honestly, like, my ear and, like, the type of sound that I like, even though it's not inherently the same as, like, all of these different people that he was listening to, but, like, mm -hmm. I was very cultured and immersed in a lot of different sounds and it made me more open to different types of music. Um, so I, I also kind of started with like Marshmallow and um, honestly, Elenium, I was listening to before I realized he was actually EDM. It was only a couple of songs, Fractures specifically. Yeah, that it, was one of my first favorites too. Yeah, it like, was like right when it first came out. Mm -hmm. Um and Marshmallow was huge for me, like San Holo. San Holo was a very big one for me when I first yeah. discovered him, too. Like Light and We Rise. I, I yep. play We Rise in my sets all the time. Wait, is that? 
you rise we oh call my motherfucker. God. he put this on his story when i met him when he came out and i cried i was like oh <laughs> he's just such a nice human like mm-hmm. i i really appreciate our community for that reason and i know not every single artist out there is going to be that way but the ones that i've had the pleasure of meeting like dabin trifecta fucking sam's hilarious oh yeah um, I, I got to meet him at red rocks when i was yeah. uh when i was there for the elenium show word yeah i love that i just they're very everybody is just for the most part so down to earth and when i found son holo that was back like when he was still super trappy like not saying that he's not now but i haven't seen him seen a set from him in a while and the music he's putting out is definitely not that way oh yeah his his um, album one mm-hmm. was <sighs> so different from everything that he had done before it was beautiful. it was phenomenal though yeah. it was such a masterpiece like every single song and the way it flowed i just and that that's the show that i got to see him at was for that tour so being able to see all of that live like <sighs> i'm so sad i have incredible i have so many videos i will send you all of them please do i will send you all of them because like anybody who loves him oh it was such a good set um yeah just like finding all those all those artists and then just like right as i got out of high school i was just listening to a lot of a lot more electronic music like i just wanted to take in as much as i could mm-hmm. and then uh in November of 2017, that, that year that I graduated, um, I was just I was just uh, looking at one of the artists I followed, and I saw that they were coming to uh, coming to Utah. I was like, "Oh, okay, I like Seven Lions. I'll come to a show." <laughs> yeah, Seven Lions was my first show. <laughs> it was his Horizon tour. Oh, I would yeah. have died. And like, I didn't know what a rave was. I had, had no idea about anything to do with like rave culture or DJing. I just mm-hmm. loved electronic music, and right. especially the more emotional. Electronic yep. music, like, because Elenium, like, being my all-time favorite, like, finding other art- artists that were like him, like, Set yep. Sky, Dabin, Seven Lions, William yep. Black, like, that was, that was the sweet spot for me, so mm-hmm. I got to finally experience that, but also just getting to see the openers that he had with him that night, just, like, that expanded my mind a lot yeah. more. I'm um, sure. Cause That's like, how it starts. Yeah, because, um, actually, <laughs> I didn't really like dubstep at all when I first started listening to electronic music, like I, Word. I thought it was just, it sounded like just a bunch of transformers just grinding on each other. That's what it <laughs> that's, sounds that's, like. Yeah, transformers that's having gen- sex. That's what it sounds like. General consensus <laughs> <laughs> from a lot of people. Yeah. But um, then Kill the Noise uh, was one of the openers, and I he actually opened with his collab with Elenium that didn't even release at the time. Word. So like that was like my gateway into culture times. Dubstep. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Oh my god, that is incredible! Mm-hmm. I love that for you, and it makes it makes so much sense. And I, because I more so like had EDM in my playlist and stuff, but didn't really realize that's what it was. Um, and then it was when I was going through a really hard time with my parents, um, and I've kind of talked about it on, I think it was the second episode when I kind of lay out stuff about me and my life yeah and um you you made me cry a little bit from that one (laughs) oh i a lot of people (laughs) said that i was just like oh you guys but it was also like a reality check of like you're a little bit desensitized my guy (laughs) like (laughs) damn um but i'm just in such a different place which thank god for that but it 
electronic dance music single-handedly saved my life. Like, I don't think I would be here without it. Um, That culture, like, I, it really opened me up because I think, because I had gone to Get Lucky 2016, I want to say, um, but I wasn't really listening to that kind of music yet, and it, it was whatever year that Son Holo came, because I, I didn't realize I had actually seen him until years later when I got fully immersed in the culture, um, but for me, it was, I got to see, I think it was DOS 2017, Slushy. For some reason, Slushy just really fucking hit me so good because it was like that really melodic but like uppity stuff, but then yeah. like some grime. And is he's just he's got a very fun sound as well. He does. Yeah. It's he, like it's so it's so happy. It's like it's yeah. like marshmallow kind of literally. Yeah, and they were they were touring for a while too. Mm-hmm. Like those two are homies. Yeah, exactly. And I had already been a fan of marshmallow, so it kind of really hit that. And like I don't know, it just gave me a safe space to kind of rage and do my own thing. Um, so I understand like how those first like moments of shows like really make an impact. So I couldn't imagine like the Horizon tour. Like, yeah. And then yeah, and that and actually right after that, uh I was really hoping that I could go see Elenium in California because mm-hmm. he was still on his awake tour at the time and he didn't have any tour stops here in Salt Lake. But then then I saw he was announced for Decadence twenty seventeen. And that being being able to see him at my second rave, that was that was incredible. But also that whole night as well was because that was Porter yeah. and Dabin was there too. Yeah, actually, when I told that to Nurko when I opened for him, like mm-hmm. Nurko was like, "Dude, really? You guys got Elenium, Dabin, and Porter in the same yeah, night?" Yeah, man, we were spoiled as we, fuck we that really year, were, especially us, <laughs> a melodic fans. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I love Jack. <laughs> he, he is such a sweetheart. I love that he <laughs> was like, "Damn." Really? Well, and even just his growth, because Nurko is one of, like, we share that love, too, of Nurko. Like, he, I remember when I would bring him up to people that were well-versed in Melodic and Love Delenium and Dabin, Mm -hmm. and nobody really knew who he was, and I'm just like, Naked Soul is a masterpiece. It is, like, untouchable. I played that in my first show. Yeah, same, same. And it was, like, an unofficial show, but, like, that's what I will... Be like the next time I play, I'm closing out my set with my sudden death narco mashup because. Wait, have you never heard that? Oh, do you want to hear it? I, I'm uh, very curious. Yeah, well, I think, and I think we're gonna have to pause the story about like my stuff right here just <laughs> just to hear this. Well, I'm, I'm so curious now. What's cool about um this setup that we record on is you can connect to Bluetooth. Um, oh, and. If it'll, I think I might have to hit it. So, because I know that you've worked on some things, um, so if there at any point is something that you want me to play, I will do it. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> I will play this. I can't. This is like one of. My, it makes me sad because it only has 300 listens and it's been up for forever, but it's like one of my favorite creations. So here it is. It's going to load. Oh. 
That intro always gets me. That That's was my beautiful. favorite. Thank you. And <laughs> then I just play out the regular because the the drop it's the normal drop for that song is a fucking masterpiece. It's oh, yeah. beautiful. Yeah, it's one, one of the amazing. things I love about Nurko's sound is like it literally sounds just like a massive EDM choir in his drop. Yeah. It's such a massive sound. It's beautiful. And it's just so like that's what I love about melodic artists so much. I'm not saying that you can't find the same thing for dubstep artists, but like mm-hmm. their unique sound, like, and it's all unmatched. And so, you, I don't know. Like, it's all, it doesn't sound the same to me. Everybody has something different to bring to the table to make their own experience because like the way I feel at a Nurko set was completely different than the way I felt at a Set the Sky set and it was so mm-hmm. different than what I felt with Elenium. Like it's just They all have something unique yeah, about them. Like, absolutely. It's a, it's within the same realm mm-hmm. of like subgenre of electronic music. Yeah. But like they all have their unique things that makes them like I know Set the Sky when I hear it. I know Nurko when I hear it. I know mm-hmm. Elenium when I hear it. Yeah. Absolutely. And it has been a challenge trying to figure out what kind of sounds that I'm looking to bring to that aspect of things. Um, when did you kind of, cause there's, a, there's a difference between being like immersed in the culture and like, okay, I'm going to shows now and I really love this music. How did you get from that to, I actually want to like do this. Like I want to DJ, I want to learn to produce like what caused that. So this actually comes back around to the Decadence show when I saw Elenium for the first time because like I had I had li- been listening to Elenium for like a year and a half and his mm-hmm. music had really helped me out a lot especially because like right after I graduated from high school that year just like I just didn't know where my life was going mm-hmm. and it was like that 
And I, and actually, I, you also mentioned this a couple times uh, on the podcast, where it's just like the transition from being a child to adulthood is so it's hard. It's so rough. Um, but uh, around the time that I was graduating, that's when Sound of Walking Away came out. Oh. And that was kind of like my anthem for being like, you may not know where you're going, but you're going, you're moving on to something better. You're absolutely sound, the sound of walking away is moving on to something better. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, after I saw Lenny, I was just like, you know, what? I see what he's doing for the crowd, and I know what he's done for me. Mm-hmm. So, um, a week later, I went into my first DJ lesson at the Herc on State Street, mm-hmm. and went there for like two months until. Uh, until they had to like cancel the lessons because I was the only one going. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> solo dolo. Yeah, but Damn. I, just getting getting on the decks for the first time, and I was learning on vinyl first too. That's dope. <laughs> that's yeah. super cool. I bet that's hard. Yeah. So like, uh, right after they canceled those lessons, I was like, I I can't give this up. I want to con- I want to continue to pursue it. And my mm-hmm. teacher, uh. Oh yeah, his uh, his name is Miles. He goes by Lamp Shady. Lamp Shady. Yeah. Word. <laughs> yeah, he's more of like a hip hop and uh, uh, R and B pop DJ. Word. I, I haven't I haven't talked to him in like years now, but um, he told me about the DDJ SB3. I got that and I started DJing on that, and I've I still DJ off of that thing. <laughs> like nope. I we have yeah. an SB4. Is that a thing? No, the SB4 doesn't exist. Then it is an SB3. I don't yeah. know why I always say four. <laughs> because I've done that so many times. And then I go back and look and I'm like, it's three. Yeah. There's the DDJ right. 400, which is the record box version of it. I almost wonder if that's what my I, brain I think does. It's the 400. Watch, I guarantee you there's somebody out there that's heard me say that and being like, this dumb bitch. She doesn't <laughs> know. <laughs> Get but your DJ effects straight. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just mm-hmm. kind of do my own thing. I don't even give a fuck. But... Um, yeah, like I, I just, I just kept going to shows and I was just like, I really just loved listening to like every, I, I went to every show the chance I could just yep. cause like I, I just wanted to know more about electronic music. Just get yeah. fully immersed. Yeah. Well seasoned. Yeah, like in, in, tw- in 2019, I went to like, I think like maybe, maybe like 60 shows altogether. Damn. And I, I, that just had really expanded my horizons a lot. And mm-hmm. then, uh, as I was still DJing at the time as well, um, uh, I heard about this festival called Manifest out in the middle of nowhere. I've never heard of that. <laughs> um, do, do you know who, uh, Keenan is? Keenan Artworks? That sounds familiar. Yeah. He's, uh, he does Manifest like every single year, uh, around like August, July. Okay. And, uh, I, I went out there just to see what it was like. And also I was, I was originally going out there to see a girl, Word. <laughs> but the time <laughs> I, but when I got there, she was so fucked up and I was just like, well, I guess, uh, I guess I'm just here while she's puking in her tent with her oh, friends. That's <laughs> but, um, uh, when I was there, like I was just seeing, uh, what was going on with like all these underground artists. Cause I, that was also my second underground rave. Word. So I just got to chat and hang out with everyone that was there. And then uh, the next morning, um, I walked up to the second stage, which was, do you, do you know who Keebs is? Ernest Keebler? Yes. Yes. I so, think so. Yeah. Yes. Um, he, he had a second stage to just uh, just right down the hill. And I was just looking at it. And it was like, 
hey, uh, do, you, do you think I, I could play a set for you guys, if that's all right? And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, do you got your stuff? Like, I was like, no, but I can go get it. Uh, word. <laughs> so, and keep in mind, this is, a, this is in the mountains out in Heber. Oh, so, damn. So, being the... Being the dedicated, crazy-ass person that I was, I literally drove two hours back to Bountiful, got my <gasps> DJS V3 and my laptop, drove two hours back. That's dedication. Yeah, and I got back there just in time to play the sunset. Bro. And <laughs> That's dope. Yeah, and keeps keeps loves talking about it because he's like, this kid was like so dedicated to just yeah. to just play a show. He, like, he wanted it. Mm-hmm. And then um, when I got back, he's like, okay. Uh, do your thing. And at the end of my set, like 10 minutes before the end of my set, like he comes up to me and he's just like, dude, you are insane. Like, how have I never heard of you before? And then he's like, you know what? Keep DJing after you're done with your set. You earned it. And then (laughs) at the, yeah, at the end of the, at the end of my, or what I originally had planned for my set, I got on the mic and said, thank you guys so much. Like this, this is my first time playing live and everyone lost their shit. They're like, wait, what the fuck? Like, you, everyone thought I was lying. Damn. Because, yeah. <laughs> like, I was, I was getting people headbanging, but also, I had, like, people were crying around the campfire that was in front of the stage, too. Yeah. Like. Yeah. You very much. Mm-hmm. That's, I think that's why I resonate with you so much, mm-hmm. too, is because we're very similar with wanting, which I, for some reason, was under the impression you were a little bit softer than I was, but that changed <laughs> when I listened to this new mix. I was like, oh. Oh, Sagey is going to make me break my neck. I'm excited <laughs> because I didn't make it to your set f- when you opened for Nerco like I was supposed to. So as soon as this baby's out, whatever show is upcoming when I'm ready to go, I'm fucking going. So um, that that is dedication, though. And, like, that just shows how how much you love doing what you do too and i think that makes a whole lot of difference for the vibe of people yeah because also when i played that show like i was just i just wanted to finally see if like i if i really had something to offer Mm because at that time like i i was so conflicted with whether or not i was going to go back to school or other stuff that i was going to possibly pursue in my life so i uh, when i finally got back to the campsite where the festival was at, i was just like okay if if this sucks it's just another phase I went through and I can move on. But mm-hmm. if it's good, then I I guess I do have something to offer and this might be worth pursuing. Mm-hmm. And getting the reactions from everyone that was there, just like I knew that I was onto something after that. Yeah. Especially after Rob and Sarah came and talked to me after that. You know, you know Control Freak, right? Yes. Yeah. Rob, like you should have seen the look on Rob's face when, uh, or everyone calls him Bobby. Uh, the look on his face when I was doing some of the crazy transitions, like he literally spun his head all the way around. He's like, what the fuck is going on with this kid? This, <laughs> this is insane. There's I no way. That. Yeah, I love that for you. Mm-hmm. Well, and I can't like, that's validating too, especially when you're like, I don't really know where I want to take things and maybe this is just for fun, but to have that validation of like, no, like this is something more and I'm going to keep going. And how long ago was that? So that was September in 2019. So like just a little over two years ago now. Yeah. Well, and then the pandemic kind of fucked stuff up for us. Yeah. Like, I feel like people that were, like, getting to that point in 2019, like, we've just been, like, 
Oh yeah, I thought 2020 was going to be my year. Yeah, because I, oh, I had yeah. played the Headbangers Ball show um, yep. in January, mm-hmm. and like that, that was that's my heaviest set that I ever played. But, Word. Um, and then I was playing at in the venue a lot, like uh, like a, in the basement mm-hmm. uh, section of it before it all all got torn down. And then yep, when the pandemic hit, it was just like I just I had all this momentum going into 2020, and now it just totally just fell flat on its face overnight. It sucks because that's I I felt I felt that way too, and it not to be too sad girl about it, but that's kind of like unfortunately about it how I (laughs) how I feel like now that I'm pregnant too because like we were finally kind of moving out of the pandemic and like think like I got booked at the yard, Mm -hmm. um I killed it on. Thank you. I was so fucking nervous. That was because I technically played at Sky because I I worked there and they just had like a small little like employee night kind of like it was nothing even crazy. And so I just invited some of my friends and they didn't even have us playing on the stage. Like I was up in the upstairs in the sound booth. Oh, okay. (laughs) Like (laughs) I wasn't like and so they let me play there. Um, and that was cool, even though it was like mostly an empty, like just my family and friends and then like people that were bar hopping because the bars were still open. Mm-hmm. Um, so the yard was like my actual first show and my dumb ass, <laughs> cause I was so nervous and I, I just kept my headphones on the whole time. Cause I'm not used to being able to have like this big ass speaker on the side of me blowing yeah. out my shit. Like we don't have so I just always have my headphones on and because of that I was kind of disconnected from the crowd reactions um and so I was in my head like the whole set the whole set I was so in my head and then after like watching videos back that people took I was like oh was was that what I saw on TikTok yeah okay (laughs) yep yep yeah um well and it's stupid because TikTok wouldn't it ended up taking the fucking audio off oh that's that's bullshit yeah so i i haven't even posted like ever, i think i've was able to get one video posted up there they took down a sound on one of my videos too and i was sad about it yeah fucking tiktok fuck you so because yeah because t- i've seen how tiktok can really help people in the music world like really blow up and get a lot of exposure it just hasn't oh, yeah. happened for me i've seen it do wonders for so many people like uh mm-hmm. Like Mothica and uh, Swaco. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? Uh, I even feel Vault that way. Boy was one of my favorites as well. Word. I even feel that way with your stuff because I mean that's how I found you was because of TikTok. So, I mean, I guess I had one that did okay and kind of helped with followers and stuff. But it's kind of hard. Like it's it's not, and maybe it's because there's so many people that do. DJ and stuff, which I don't find anything wrong with. Um, I'm surprised with how many female DJs are on there. But in a sense, like there, I I see more live streams from female DJs like all the time, which I think is really cool. Yeah, yeah, it's starting to be um, a lot more of an equal playing field as far as like the amount yeah. of females you see. Not saying that it's equal in the industry, but like you're starting to see more and more women get put on lineups and put up for really big festivals and we still could be mm-hmm. doing a little bit better like there's some certain things like i feel like excision has started to bring a lot of the same type of people on his 
on his tour stops and all mm -hmm. of his stuff. And I think after a certain point, it's just like, all right, man, I get it. And Switch I know you up. lift, <laughs> I know you lift up the little ones, but like, can we like get a little bit of something different? Like, and Love Jessica Otterfred, but can we fucking switch some people out? Like, do, like, I don't know. I just, if if I were Excision, I would just have my lineup half and half. Like, half female, half male mm -hmm. for all of the slots instead of one to two females. That's just me personally. One, um, of, my, one of my favorite uh, female dubstep artists is Lazy. Do you know, yeah, yeah she, she's she, fucking killer. Yeah, she is so her. insane. I used, um a couple of her songs in my divine feminine mix and I tagged her in it. Cause I was trying to, cause it was all female produced. I'm so proud of that mix for that very reason. And I need to do another one soon, but you would, it was kind of ridiculous how long it took to find a lot, like enough really good music. Like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, cause a lot, of, I mean, there are a lot of really awesome female artists, but a lot of the ones that I was finding were house artists and I like house um, I haven't played really a lot in my sets just because mm -hmm. I'm not trying to do that necessarily. But um, I tagged her in it and she actually listened to it and like responded. And I was just like, oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> I love you. Thank you. And like Jasmine. I don't know if you've never ever heard of Jasmine. Jasmine. Um, but I'm sure if I saw like a picture or something like I'd recognize her. Have you ever seen the video of the lizard guy and he's talking about mr balloon hands i have not you haven't damn it it's <laughs> it, it's a video it went viral on youtube like years and years and years ago because there was a rumor that like the audio was of this guy that was on acid that was locked in a closet and was just like spouting out some weird shit and somebody made like visuals to match it and he's mm -hmm. just talking a bunch of weird shit like seahorses like just sea a, just a bunch of random shit i'll have to send you the song because jasmine made this song using <laughs> using that shit and it is amazing it is just fucking funny but um yeah we've definitely got a lot more females in the game than when i first started listening to stuff yeah. especially That's here sure. now like mm -hmm. i love Morgan and Haley, Miko and Neil. Yeah, like I love what they're doing with their back to backs as well. Like, yeah, that's that's a really cool thing that they got going for themselves right now. And uh, yeah. I, I saw Obayashi playing at the Obayashi at the Black Boy show dope. last night, and she she fucking killed it. Yeah, I've since I was lucky enough to work at Sky, I've been lucky enough to see her play a couple times, and I always have like some of my favorite nights working was when she was working or, um. I haven't I haven't seen her yet, but I would love to see Salem. Um, yeah, she goes by Salem. She her name's Samantha, um, but she's out oh, at yeah. Black Void a lot. Um, but she she's super super sweet, super cool. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I would be lying if I said I wasn't sad because um, I've been having a hard time with like. Not in a jealousy way at all. I'm so fucking happy for Haley and Morgan. Like, I'm, and I'm sad because I've been so pregnant that I haven't even seen the back-to-backs. Um, so I would be lying to say that I'm not sad because I also would be doing that. And so it's it sucks, but, like, timing is what it is. And I guess 2022 20, will just have to be my year 
(laughs) (laughs) at this point just come out swinging um but it's been really cool to watch everybody's growth um and yours like I remember when you announced that you were opening for Mirko I was just like yeah, I remember seeing your comment. You were oh like, my fuck, fucking God. like, fuck you, yep. but I love you. <laughs> I love you, and I'm so proud of you, but fuck you. <laughs> with all the love, with yes. all of the love. The, the most heartfelt fuck you. Yes, yes, absolutely. Well, just because I, I couldn't imagine. Was that such a surreal experience? It really was, because Nurko, um Nurko is one of the artists that's inspired me to be the artist that I am right now. Right. Because, like, like I, I would say that out of every artist I listen to, like, the sound that I, I'm starting to, like, develop as my iconic sounds, like, that huge, big, big sounding drop, that wall of sound that just really hits you, like, that's, that's more what my sound is gravitated towards because I've also, right. I've also learned some stuff directly from him. Yeah. Um, Through, like, do you, do you know about the fire society? Yeah, I yeah. Am, I'm in the fire. I haven't okay. utilized it in a really long time yeah. just because of everything. But yeah, but yeah, I've watched some of his stuff on there, and like I, I've I incorporated a lot of that into my Sun and Moon remix I did. That, That's yeah. yeah. That one's all about that. to hit like 3,500. I love I love that. I should honestly play some of it because you use oh, yeah. that in your mix, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I I was so nervous to play that Sky too when I played it for uh, for Arm and Hammer. For the first time. That's another <laughs> one that I was like, fuck you about. Because I love <laughs> them. Uh. Yeah. And meeting them, too, was such. Yeah, well, uh, They're sweet. Yeah, we'll, we'll get back to the Nurko part in just a sec. But <laughs> <laughs> like, I met, did you know both of their names were Joe? Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> so when I was talking to them back uh, uh, in the green room after uh, after the show, um, they were telling me about their upbringing, too. Like, they, especially with their first show, it was like mm-hmm. they got paid. They only got paid like 20 bucks. Wild. Yeah. And now like they're they're, they're headlining. Touring. Yeah. They're getting ready to do another tour. Yeah. And I, was, and I got to tell them how much of an inspiration they were they were to me and mm-hmm. that I love what they were doing. And uh it got really like deep and heartfelt and the way the conversation kind of closed, uh Joe just told me, Well, I hope this isn't the last we hear of you. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I, I got the same opportunity to kind of talk with them and I that's what I mean like I just I just love how much they just love the music they're making and they love making connections and genuinely just really beautiful humans yeah (laughs) oh my gosh um and then the Nurko like getting to meet him because like I had never seen him before play live before so getting to open mm-hmm. for him and see him play for the first time like yep i i never imagined that would be that your would first experience seeing him yeah that's wild and it just felt it was one of the most surreal nights of my life just because i i, I was also kind of like <laughs> I, I i cry a lot same behind, it's okay <laughs> when people aren't looking but just like being when I got that gig, and especially at the show, when I was just finally getting to experience it for the first time, I was just like, I just can't believe this is happening. Right. Because, like, it felt like one of the people that I look up to... It was a full circle moment. Yeah. Oh, I was actually going to get into something about that. Word. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, like, having that full circle moment of being able to meet and play for one of the artists that has had such a huge impact on my life was it, it 
<laughs> fuck, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know how to say it. Like it was just, I, it leaves me speechless. Yeah, but I wouldn't have words. I don't think just mm-hmm. because it's such a like. I feel like things like that are the universe's way of being like you're on the right path, dude. Yeah. Like you're doing the goddamn thing. Like to come full circle like that, like it shows you why you fought so hard and why you worked so hard and that it pays off and that there's no words to describe what that kind of feeling is like. Yeah. Because like that, you're coming back to the like, uh, coming back to the arm and hammer stuff again. Um, When I, so before I got that gig, like I, my entire life just felt like it was crashing down because uh, I lost pretty much everything that I thought I had going for me. Um, I lost my girlfriend at the time. I lost, uh, I lost pretty much the only gigs that I had that were supposed to happen last year. Mm-hmm. And like, and then in the midst of dealing with just like this new world of COVID. Yeah. So it was just like, and at that time I started taking manifestation and law of attraction a lot more seriously and mm-hmm. applying that to my life. And I thought, what, what the fuck is going on? Like I'm doing it and mm-hmm. every everything is just falling apart. But then I got the chance to talk to people from V2 mm-hmm. and they booked me for, for Arm and Hammer. I was just like, oh, wait. So was this the universe's way of just like getting rid of all the things that actually weren't going to matter to me? Mm-hmm. Because those are the things that were going to be holding me back or were not going to help me grow. And Absolutely. then ever since I opened for Arm and Hammer, it's just like my life feels like it's been on the right track and especially for my career. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and that's what it sounds like to me is the universe was like, all right, you're asking for it and it's not fun at first, but we're going to help you. And it's for a reason. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to gut everything that you think is important out of your life. And then we're going to show you what's really going to matter. Call the tower moment, the tower card in tarot. That's, that's one of those. Um, actually, (laughs) so Ah, fuck. I don't want to go too deep into like my what happened with my ex, but um, so it is sad girl hours. So whatever you're comfortable with, <laughs> oh, oh, I'm gonna turn it into fucking sad boy hours now. <laughs> 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 but <Yes. laughs> so um, the next day after me and my my ex broke up, like um, I so before that um, I uh. I heard about some stuff about her that didn't make any sense. And mm-hmm. then I went over to her house to go get my stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, then her family opened the door, told me they weren't there. They, and for me to maybe come back later. Mm-hmm. So after that, I called, uh, I called Scuzzle because I just was not doing okay. Yeah. Because, uh, and before I called Scuzzle, I was finding out a lot more stuff about her that I was just like in shock about. Cause it's like, I was starting to realize I was in love with a lie. And then I went to, yeah, I went to hang out with Scuzzle and he offered to do a tarot reading for me. Aww. Like I had never done it. I have never, never done a tarot reading. It's not really something that is like something, something that I believe you've in. you've been called towards, yeah. Yeah. But I, I figured, you know what, with how things are going, I got nothing to lose mm-hmm. at this point. If this tarot reading can confirm what people are telling me and how I'm feeling about this right now, then I guess this is. It's worth at least. It's worth it. And the 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 past, present, and future cards. Um, I can't remember what the past uh, the past and future cards were, but the present was the tower card, upside Bro. down. 
So it was just like it's it was saying that she is my tower moment. Mm-hmm. And um we kind of did like multiple readings after that because it's just like I was a little bit in denial about it. Like it just like yeah. and the reading was just almost the same thing over and over again. That's Especially how you know. Yeah. And like the readings that kept coming after that, like it was the messenger and just like heeding a warning. And it was just like that would be one of the first cards that kept getting pulled whenever I would ask for like uh like more clarification. Mm-hmm. The cards yeah. are like, bitch, we are giving you what you need to hear. It's not gonna change. Yes. But uh, the other Wild. card that really stood out to me in that was the Seven of Cups. Because it was the way it was being interpreted in the reading was like, if I forget everything about her, if I just if I if I don't let her have any more place in my life, then the Seven of Cups showing the window of the windows of opportunity that I will be open to, just like if if I leave her behind, then all these opportunities will be open to me. All these doors Absolutely. will be open to me. Yeah. Wow. That is insanity, man. Yeah. And then on the other end of that, when I asked, like, what would happen if I still gave her a chance and let her back into my life? It was, it was, the reading was telling, was showing all these cards, basically saying, like, if you let her back into your life, she's going to take up everything that you do. She's going to take your success and make it her own. You're going to be looking up at her being like, yeah, I got her there. And the lies and deception will just keep rolling out. It's going to be a never ending cycle. And I had, it's, it's something I had to break. I have a bone to pick with that woman. I don't even know her name. <laughs> I don't even know her, but I know things. I I'm hope you don't like, have to know her. <laughs> no, I don't think I do. Um, but isn't it, it's crazy how like we, when we're put in those situations where like everything we thought we knew ends up getting questioned and flipped upside down, like it, it's those moments that show you who you really are and what you actually want out of life and what you're willing to do to get it even if it means letting go of someone or something that you were like so sure on at first yeah and that's hard to go through so and I've been through something similar for sure where Mm -hmm. I was just like wow I feel like a fucking idiot like my all the fills volume one pretty much was like me processing that kind of relationship, like yeah. similar, similar type of thing. So, um, same with my, my new mix that I put mm-hmm. out too. Like yep. that was just, that was all about my recovery from post breakup right there. Yeah. Which I'm going to make sure, um, in the link to the description of this episode, you guys will have a link directly to Sage's SoundCloud and that oh, mix specifically. You. Yeah, definitely. Like you guys really need to, I can't stress enough. Like, listen, there's a reason why he's getting booked for these big, events like and like such like solid gigs like the type of people (laughs) you're opening for and it's perfectly on brand for you like it just feels like it's meant like you're going places Mm -hmm. for sure so and I really don't know what amount of my listeners listen to EDM I would like to think a lot of them I would Um, like to think that too I would like to think that but if you don't I hope that I'm making you guys curious at least about it because Especially the melodic stuff. I just, um, melodic EDM of any kind and melodic dubstep just hold such a special place in my heart because it's so balanced. It gives mm-hmm. me the emotional, like, you need the good lyrics that make you, because I remember the first time I heard Lost by Elenium and what I was going through at the time, like, oh. 
That one just, it did something to me. It lit, it picked me up when I was down and lit this fire in me that was like, this shit sucks, but you for once are putting yourself first and what you need to do for you first. It's time for me to breathe. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing for the air you stole from me. Mm-hmm. I love those lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. That song, like I, I have a hard time listening to that album like now, mm-hmm. like because it, it, that album was what was getting me through my hard time with my parents and not being around them. And it just like, Reminds me of such a hard time that I rarely listen to it. But then when I do, I'm just like, like, I'm crying right now. Like, I can't can't even talk about the album without crying. It's Um, it's not Sagarill Hours unless we're crying. No, exactly. Um, The only only time there's no crying is when we do uh, Dumb Bitch Hours. That's going to be a new thing because Tim is just fucking ridiculous. I love Tim. I think think it's funny that he calls it Pussy Farts instead of just queefing. (laughs) <laughs> and now you got pussy farts in how many episodes now? I fucking hate you. <laughs> Tim's gonna be proud of you, but I fucking hate you. He, he has corrupted me in the best way. I fucking love Tim. He, Everyone thinks I dance like him, too. I'm just like... Yeah, you guys literally <laughs> do the little... And when he does his little... This mm-hmm. thing, I don't know. what What is that? The cabbage patch? I don't fucking know, but he just... I just see Tim do it. I mirror him. Fucking dad. Oh, my God. I can't with him. Is, do you think he's gonna hear this? Oh, absolutely. He <laughs> listens. He's 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 basically he he really is like my dad. He's my manager. He's one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. Like one of my biggest supporters. I can't even stress how much I loved him yeah. and how like he's managing me too. I, yeah. I just got a uh, I got to respond to his email that he sent me like three months ago. <laughs> I just been so fucking busy, dude. <laughs> dude. Well, and but he's also told me to just don't don't stress it. Yeah, he's. He just is such a good human and, like, wants to just help get people to where they want. Like, he just has that want to share knowledge and... Oh, yeah, and he wants to build people up, too. Yeah, yeah, and that's, like, that's the thing. Like, all the people that have come into my life because of pursuing music, it's all been so organic and, like, beautiful and just, like, created these really strong bonds. Like, even, like... um if you don't know Mother Lotus, highly recommend listening to her. I yeah, I know I know of her. I haven't really listened to her though. She's send awesome. Me some, some of her stuff. Yeah, I got you. I'll send you some of her mixes. I know that she's working on producing but right now. Uh she opened up for Forbidden Kingdom not too long ago. Ooh. Um but I'm I'm eventually gonna have her on. We just things have been fucking crazy busy. Um <laughs> But I met her through this all-female rave group. And I it was when I was looking for female artists f- so I can compile stuff for the Divine Feminine mix I was doing. And she reached out. Um, and her stuff is very, like, I don't know. She has this really dark, like, vibe to her. But then she also has this very, like, meditative, like, spiritual, like, vibe to her, too. And I started listening mm. to her for like when I was doing rituals or giving myself readings or something like that. But so I'm thinking kind of like like a half. This is kind of like how I'm processing it. So like kind of like a sudden death meets Alice Dream type of vibe or something like that. I really like that actually. Not as much dubstepy. Mm-hmm. Um, more like experimental bass. Like a lot of experimental okay. bass. Um, and I don't know, maybe it would be considered down tempo. I'm not really good in that area of expertise for genres. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yeah, her and I got really close, started talking, and then Logan one day, I was just talking about her, and I was just like, she's amazing, like, she's so sweet, and he was like, what does she go by? And I was like, Mother Lotus, and he was like, that's Midnight T's girlfriend. Oh. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's his girlfriend, and I was like, no fucking way, and I went, and Oof. I like looked on her socials, and I was like, that's Midnight T's girlfriend. Holy shit. Like, and, like, not that she she doesn't need that to be, like, boosted up, but it was just so crazy to me that that's who she was with. And Logan, like, he's been a fan of Midnight T for so long, so long. And so her, I, I brought it up and was just like, damn, dude, I had no idea. But he actually helped teach her how how to mix um she kind of has a lot of like health problems and things like that we're gonna talk Mm -hmm. more about when she comes on but like DJing has really been like a huge outlet for her and we finally got to meet in person for Get Freaky that's really cool since Midnight Tea came out for that back-to-back and at first it wasn't gonna work out that she was gonna try and come and it wasn't gonna work and then last minute they were able to make it happen, and we were able to go. Oh, was it was it posted up on V two or just, was it just like? What do you mean? Like the, they're back to back, like her being able to do it. It was for Get Freaky Midnight T was performing. She wasn't performing. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> it was this, it this was down Lincoln. <laughs> this is one of the hard things about having ADHD. It's just like some things don't connect with. Me, I was like, like as like. Right in the moment, the way I thought you were saying that that they that he was going to go back to back with her, but then she couldn't. I wish that would have been cool. That would have been really cool. No, it was when because he had his back to back with Downlink for get freaky, not get lucky, get freaky. I can't fucking talk. Um, We're we're losing control right here. Yeah, it's okay. (laughs) Well, Sage, when he walked in and saw the lights and saw my dad's shop, he was Uh, like, I don't know if I'm, he's like, I'm going to. I'm still. Maybe be out of it a little bit. There's just so much to point it out again. I know he's (laughs) like, my head's just going all over the place. (laughs) Well, and I want, I don't even know how long we've been been going like an hour. Okay. I love that. Well, and um, so, yeah, just like a lot of really amazing connections and friendships that I've made because of this music and. Um, it's changed a lot of things for me too because like mm-hmm. I like one one of the a lot of things that people don't realize about me when they meet me is like sometimes I can come off as like very like a very quiet guy mm-hmm. or like some people will have mistaken me for being kind of an asshole just because like I don't really know how to talk to them shy. at first yeah and I'm, and I'm a very shy person mm-hmm. but I know last <laughs> night <laughs> we're at freaking Logan's show and he starts talking to me about something and I was trying to hear him so bad and I finally was like Sage <laughs> say it with your chest like I can't hear you dude he's like I'm sorry I'm just shy because I'm asking yeah. will you please listen to part of my mix before our our podcast I was like oh yeah absolutely dude yeah. absolutely some people say it's because of my my, my three signs and what are you I I don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you like glitched. I saw like the loading <laughs> dock at the top of your head. Oh, ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um. So okay. So first off, like I don't really believe in astrology all that much, but people say that like because of my three signs that they're able to make that connection with like 
being the person that I am when really I feel like it's just the way I was raised and how I grew up. Mm-hmm. But um, so my ascendant is Pisces, mm-hmm. my sun is Cancer, and then my moon is Scorpio. So I'm all three signs. <laughs> Wait, what was your sun again? Sun is ascendant and sun the same? So ascendant is the same thing as rising. Right. Okay. Yeah. Rising. So my like. And then your moon, your rising is Pisces, which I really wish I would have said out loud before you started naming it because you very much give me like Pisces energy and I would know Mm -hmm. because I'm a Pisces. Um, So it makes sense that that's your rising sign. But then your moon was in Scorpio Mm -hmm. and then your sun was. Cancer. So like my my birth month is Cancer. All the waters. Yeah. I'm all three water signs. That's wild. See, and we in the tattoo studio and just like in mine and my family's life, lots of cancers. All the whole mm. entire tattoo staff is cancer. Our producer, Dre Rocca, he's a cancer. What? Um, so you got a bunch of July babies. In a here. shit ton of them, man. Just <laughs> a shit ton of cancers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, oh, Scorpio Moon, I feel like would be hard because I'm, so I'm a Pisces sun scorpio rising and then capricorn moon so my interesting dynamic it 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 very much is because my um like persona because you're rising if you don't know is like kind of how like people perceive you it's not it doesn't necessarily have to be how you actually are but more so how you're perceived how your energy is put out into the world and Mm -hmm. I can very much see that Pisces come out of out of <laughs> you and I which it might be different now but before like I used to have a lot of people tell me that I was really intimidating looking and I looked scary and I looked like a bitch and I like all these things I'm just like no I understand that's just my Scorpio rising if you really think that way cuz I'm not like I'm there's nothing to be scared of. I don't, I mean, if I yeah. get pissed off maybe, but I don't know very many people that have seen me like pissed. <laughs> it takes a lot. Oh, it takes a lot to get me angry as well. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like a lot of people, like I, I have tamed myself so much because of stuff that I went through when I was younger. And like, yeah. I, I have, I've worked so hard to make sure that people just don't know that side of me. Yeah. It's just like it's more like I understand it's a part of me. Like I understand the shadow work, and you're like, but it doesn't have to be something that's shared with everybody. Yeah, it's like you don't have to pull a Serena and get <laughs> fucking throw it out there. <laughs> you don't have no. Yeah. Each individual gets to choose kind of how they want to deal with that. Yeah, but the yeah, just kind of bringing it back to like everything that I was saying with like getting into the scene and making friends. Just like at the end of high school, like I just felt like. I, I had the realization that I felt like I was everyone's friend, but nobody was really mine. I so, felt that way. Yeah. So like once once I started getting more into the electronic scene, and especially meeting all the DJs and other, and producers in this scene as well, who have become really good friends of mine, like uh, like Melik and Yada and uh, shout out Yada, Tim. Mm-hmm. Like these, yeah, Yada Yada's a fucking great person. He's a fucking goon. I love him. Yeah. But yeah, shout out Yada, shout out the yard. He fucking got he got to yeah. help open up for Getter. He's playing tonight, I think, at the jingle. Yeah, with Haley. Jingle ball, yeah. yeah is, is that what it's called? Uh-huh. Yeah. 
Yep. Haley's playing. Haley's on fucking fire, man. Like, yeah. if there's a <laughs> single female in the game just fucking slaying shit right now. I would say that she's at the Haley, top of it in Salt Lake right she's now. She's in the top of the game, man. I'm mm-hmm. so fucking proud of her. And Morgan, now that she's mm-hmm. also, like, getting back to... Because she also had a child. So she was kind of taking yeah. a break. And now... Her, her bouncing back from being pregnant <sighs> is, like... It... It... I... <laughs> I love seeing, (laughs) I don't know how this is going to come off to people when they listen to it, but okay. So one of my, one of my favorite things to like look into or fuck, this is just going to sound fucking weird now. All right. (laughs) So one thing that I really appreciate is single moms and especially ones that are able to kind of like, absolutely like they're, they're able to balance the things that they love doing in life with what they, with being a mom. mom. Like that was how my mom was for a long time before she, before she remarried the person who I now consider my dad and the best person ever. So like seeing people like Morgan and a couple other people in Salt Lake that I know, just like Mm -hmm. being able to have a child and then bounce back from that. Yeah. And still go after they want what they want and just power through everything. Yeah. It's, it's inspiring. And that's one of the reasons why I appreciate Morgan so much just because like she, she's not letting anything hold her back. She's going for it. Nope. She said, bitch, I am ready to get back the fuck at it. And I am just, see that I I didn't know where you were going. And at first I was like, fuck, are we going to have to edit this out? But like, no, (laughs) I don't think anybody will take, I think Morgan's going to listen and be like, oh, I, I am so weird with how I try and explain things just because like ADHD just makes it like. Well, on so top of difficult. the fact, like, <laughs> we kind of, like, sometimes people just really take things completely out of context. Oh, yeah. Um, I, especially nowadays. So, yeah. I, I totally understand. I, I've noticed that I've gotten a lot more... I am a lot better with having a filter when I'm recording podcast episodes and it started to bleed into my life. And there's parts of it that are good. You know, there's parts of it that are good because you should be, words can't hurt, words can't, like, you know, whatever. But, like, there's other things where I'm like, why are you so worried about it? Like, you're fine. Like, you are almost, <laughs> like, making yourself a little bit too, like, worried about other people when, like, you don't need to do that. But kind of got to find a balance with stuff. Especially, I think... When you're trying to make it as, like, an artist and you're trying to break into your local scene, you just don't, mm-hmm. you want to tread lightly. I don't know. Yeah, you do. It's, when you're going, a lot of people don't know that uh, when they're getting into the scene, like, you you got to be very careful, especially from the start. Because, like, sometimes you just have to walk on eggshells and, like, yeah. uh, there's there's this philosophy that I've talked to, talked with about to a lot of people in the scene where I say getting personal is bad for business. So it's just like when it comes to like pursuing a music career, like you got to separate everything that's personal about you from that. So like separate your personal life, your politics, your opinions mm-hmm. and other stuff that may be going on because I, I'm pretty sure like we've seen stuff on Facebook that's happened a lot recently where it's like that starts to bleed into someone's career and mm-hmm. then it, they're, they get canceled for it. See, and I it's like agree with that to an extent, but also not. And maybe that's why I have such a hard time with politics of things because I'm just, um, you know, if there's somebody that's like a promoter or somebody throwing shows and I find out that they're 
um, you know, on the Utah rapist list. Oh yeah. That's, that's one I'm of not, the exceptions for me. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to go play for you, homie. Um, if I see an artist being booked at a venue that I also get booked for, and this person is horribly abusive mm-hmm. and a really bad person, I'm going to ask that I'm not put on the same lineup as him, you know? Yeah. And I don't really care about walking on eggshells in that aspect, but there's other certain things where it's like, like things like that I can't ignore. When it's other like petty dumb shit, then it's just kind of like whatever. Yeah. Like I, I don't care. But like when it's big things like that, I can't, just can't. Yeah, I, I, ho- I hope the way I said that didn't feel like it was generalizing everything. No, no. Because like there when are... you're saying to the extent, like I, uh, that's that's the same for me. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I just more so wanted to make that clear for anybody that's actually in the scene out here listening. Just so. But um, I don't know. I... I'm hopeful that our, like, underground scene kind of starts thriving quite a bit more between, like, Black Void and a lot of the stuff. Like, I wouldn't even call Mutiny, like, underground at all, but, like, no. but they support yeah. the underground, like, so hard. Oh, yeah, like, they, they do so much to, yeah. uh, to like, bring up locals. Like, yeah, they, Danny like, and Alex are fucking... Yeah, especially when it comes to people like, like Morgan and mm-hmm. Haley and uh, another uh, artist I really love that works with them a lot is Anarchy. Yes. Yeah, like because yes. Anarchy has played for them. Like, uh, I think he's played for like every big show for them for since the Rollin' Rave. Word. Yeah. Yeah. I think I might have seen I might have seen him at the Rollin' Rave. Then maybe we got there a little too late. He was the he was the first opener. I think on day one. It was day one or two. God, or that m- felt like that was so long ago. It really does. That was so long ago. Oh my god. Yeah. I know he played at the Singularity show as well, and. Uh, yep. Yeah, he's like he's fucking killing it. I he's an inspiration, especially for like dubstep artists out here. He's playing um for S- Saturnalia for mm. the New Year's show. Yeah, the Mutiny's doing isn't he playing for that too? Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Speaking, speaking of Mutiny, the sudden death show. This yeah, New Year's. yep. And I will have this out before New Year's. So if you guys have nothing to do and there's tickets available, my girl Vampa's fucking playing. She, <sighs> she's cool. She fucking she is, uh, throws down, dude. And she's like this four foot ten, like tiny little <laughs> blonde girl. She's so fucking dope, dude. I've heard some um, funny stories about her that I will not say on the podcast. Like she just seems like such we can an talk interesting about it person. Later. Oh, she I, I'm intrigued by her. I would sure. love to meet her. I would cry. <laughs> I would cry. Um I she she actually made me cry. The can, end of can, her can set. You edit out that I said I had no funny stories about her. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I feel like that's probably not something I should have said. <laughs> that's okay. If she ever listened to this, I would literally shit my pants. Um. So, and I'm glad I'm editing this out too. But um, <laughs> fangirl moment. Fangirl. Fangirl moment. hours. Fangirl. Well, she's <laughs> just as a as a, and this is something that I I don't know if I've ever talked about it on the show, but like females, just like as much as we're making that progress. There's still so much bullshit that they have to deal with. Even, like, the oh, managers, yeah. like, um, of the trees and <sighs> Charles the First, who rest in paradise to him. I'm really, 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 really fucking sad about the fact that he's no longer here. Um, he passed away this past week. Um, that was really sad. I, I, talked to, I talked to Artifact about that, and he was just telling me, like, it was just so... 
distraught about it yeah. like, the entire day because that was one of his biggest inspirations in the scene. Yeah, he, he, he was just so unique and so his own and just put out, like, you didn't have to know him. I feel like, especially, like, the more, like, uh, how everybody talked about him, like, you almost didn't even have to know him to know his heart and his soul. If you just listen to his music, like, mm-hmm. he was amazing. And I am still kind of in shock about it, but... um I wish I had listened to more of his stuff because I, I actually wasn't too familiar with his work very much at all until I saw what happened. Yeah, he, he's he been one of my favorites for probably going on four, four or five years, and I never got the chance to see him live, So I, which I'm really sad about. But just, like, seeing all of his friends talk about him and just, like, everything, like, he, he his loss definitely... A, rippled throughout the whole community that's like all i saw for days even still um Mm -hmm. but even his manager she goes by jade she's seems like an incredible human but like even just being a female manager like she's i saw a thread go viral the other day of like all the women that even are just managers or working in other parts of edm that just are not treated correctly (laughs) um and like i remember at singularity because whipped cream played and some guy was like asked me who was coming up next who's playing next and i was like oh it's my bitch whipped cream she's about to throw down and he was like oh you mean cream pie Oh, I, I think you actually mentioned this to tim on the podcast was it i think it might have been yeah it might have been um i think it i I think you said that after uh he, he called your kid a cream pie. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I know you a fan. <laughs> Go Sage. I, I w- for those of you who don't know, I was actually w- in uh, Serena's top listeners. Like yep. her, her podcast was number one for my, my Spotify stats this year. Which if I was on your Spotify rap to anybody listening, like, thank you. I thought that was so cool because it was like you and like a couple other people sent me that I was their top podcast. And I was just like... That just reminded me of something. Um, so you know how it does like the like the Spotify rap? Mm-hmm. So did you know that it does that for blended playlists too, if you uh connect to someone else? Uh-uh. Interesting. So, like it compares you guys throughout tw- the year twenty twenty one. That's cool. I, and I just remember because I was thinking maybe this would be something really cool right here. Yeah, I just do gotta just remember have how to do put it. my yeah, I was gonna say, do you just have to put my name in it? Because I haven't even seen anything for that. I'm not sure, but I, I know there's some way where it's just like we can we can connect our profiles to show like a blended playlist, and then interesting. Like, I, like here's an example right here with uh, with someone else. Like, hold on, it's loading. So like it's it's comparing me and this person right here. Wild. Let me see. I just gotta remember how to do it because. probably gonna have to edit out the amount of time that we're gonna have to look for this that's totally okay because now i'm fucking intrigued but i don't know how i would do it i'm gonna google it right now because yeah that would be cool to put on here spotify friend rap i need to finish listening to william black's new album i i 
Oh my god. I've seen amazing things. I've listened to some of it, just yeah. not all of it. Do you think we're gonna have to just do like a second episode where we just talk all about like the sad boy music? Because that's honestly, gonna be a huge topic on its own. Honestly, yeah, we would we'll just have to have you back because then we can all we can talk about Dabin, we can talk about more in depth on Elenium, we can go all the fucking Okay, come on. Where's that? Monarch and Trinity. I wonder if you have to do it on desktop. No, me and me and my friends have been doing this like while we were at Sky. Oh, word. Twenty twenty one, wrapped. Blend. I think it's the called blend one. Blend. How are you able to get a mix on your Spotify? Well, like, 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 our, like. Our oh, it's oh, it's just. It, a it's like a blended okay. playlist. I was like, how are you able to do that? But that makes You're a, how are you a verified artist? That's did you just look dope. me up? Yeah, I thought I was already following Wait. you on Spotify. Wait, did, did, is it the golden profile picture? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, I can link that too. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to find anything on there just yet. It's literally, the only track that's on there is my Sun and Moon remix without the vocal. I'm actually going to oh, delete that. So word. that Yeah, I just put that on there so that it could register my profile. Word, okay, that makes sense. Well, and I'll also, I'll make sure that I tag all of your socials, like your, um, do you have a link tree or should I just yes. put, okay, cool. Then I'll have you send me your link tree and I'll just drop that in there so people can follow on your Instagram and, um, any of your other platforms so mm -hmm. they can stay up to date with you. Uh, just one thing I want to add when people listen to this, um, so trying to find me, uh, specifically, like under ambience is a little hard just because, um, you have like ambience playlists and ambience, all the, yeah. So yeah. like if, if you guys are really down to check out what I got, like you got to follow the exact link that, uh, Serena puts into the podcast. Yeah. Otherwise you're going to find, you're going to find the wrong tracks, or the wrong profiles. It's, yep. it's ridiculous. Yeah. And I'll make sure I'll even post, um, cause we post pictures on our socials. Um, for every guest that we have and things like that. So I'll make sure that I have him tagged, his socials tagged in that as well. So it's easier for you guys to find him. And he stay getting these bookings. So if you mm -hmm. want to experience that ambience live, definitely follow his socials so you can go out, support him. Um, you've been a huge supporter of me and Logan. So thank you oh, yeah, so like much. One one of my one of my things that I try to emphasize, I'll, I I or I don't I feel like I don't stress enough to people is, be there for your openers, because mm -hmm. like because even though you're coming there for the headliner, from to me the the show starts when the music starts and that starts with the first person on stage, because yeah. especially like because I know no one, a lot of people in the crowd aren't gonna know that. Uh, Get, landing that gig in the first place like can be really hard. Yeah. So it's absolutely. just like showing up for that person who's trying to build up their career like 
that's a very big deal. Mm-hmm. Like, well, and it helps them get booked again too. Yeah. Like, and I don't like, think a lot of people realize that either. Yeah, like because you're you have more bodies in the venue, it shows that you're mm-hmm. pulling a crowd, and then that makes it easier for people to like book you again, and yeah. it shows that you have potential in the scene. Absolutely. And I just figured out how to do the Spotify blend. Did you? Work? Yes. I'm curious about it. Okay. I'm going to send you the link to it. I'm, I'm going to message you the link to it so that it can connect us. To Wait, the Bluetooth. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to be through Bluetooth. I think you just tap the link and then. It no, I mean, uh, if you send it to me and I list put it on mine, then it'll connect to the Bluetooth so everybody can hear it through. Uh, like if it plays songs. Yeah. Okay. There. Oh, I don't think they're gonna hear it. Like actually saying what what it is. But. I will read it. Oh, did it connect? Did it work? Yeah, I'm gonna open it. Join this blend. I'm curious. And oh. now the club you never know you needed. 2021. I want to see this too. Wrapped blend. Let's see. Is there a way to turn that down? Is there a way to what? Uh, turn that down a little bit so that we can talk over it. Yes. So, yeah, what was it saying our stats were right there? Because like it, 96%. 96% match on like our music taste? Yeah. Hold on. I accidentally started the playlist <laughs> that it gives us. Kay. Oh, it starts with one of the saddest songs I'm on Millennium's new album. Literally, I'm going to start it over and then get it turned down so we can actually read what it's saying. Oh, no. I want the actual blend. Why is this so difficult? View blend story. Okay. Yeah. No. User error. We both love music. You would hope so if you're listening to Spotify. 96% match. What does it say right there? Sure. I'm a little bit electro. Electro house and you're a little bit viral pop. What the <laughs> fuck is that? <laughs> we saw eye to eye on dubstep. Elenium, and Elenium, obviously. obviously. Yep. Back in the Who was the biggest stand? Probably you. Yeah, it was me. <laughs> of course it was. Oh, that's that's how many minutes I listen to. I remember hearing yeah. this live in 2019. Uh, Did he play this in 2019? He, Wait, he's had that song for two years. Yep, it, it wasn't released yet, and he he teased it at DOS, and it it sounded a little bit different, but yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Yep. I I totally forgot about that. Yep. Yeah, we have our. <laughs> so we have "Losing Patience" by Elenium, and then "Colorblind" by Adventure Club and Nerco and Dayseeker, which oh, I love that song. phenomenal. Um, when when I heard that in your mix too, I was like, ah! that was a very important <laughs> one in my mix. Absolutely. Um, phases Red Rum's cool. That came from me, um, mm-hmm. but I'm loving this. It's all like it's just comparison comparing us right here. Yeah, like and I'll have to look at the ones that like came from 
stuff that you've listened to and like vice versa like this would be a good way to find new music with people that Mm -hmm. you have similar like taste to but need a little bit of like a tweak i wonder what you and logan's is gonna look like i'll have to fucking we'll have to do this i don't he probably i don't think he uses spotify enough because he's lame oh okay he uses a lot of soundcloud but he might i mean to an extent he uses spotify Oh yeah, he's definitely a SoundCloud nerd. Yeah, I use I only use SoundCloud just for like uploading my stuff and also just to discover like maybe unofficial remixes. Yep. And mashups. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what I use it for too. Yeah, just staying up to date on mixes. Um, but yeah, I didn't really think that we would. I was like in a really weird mood before we started recording, so I wasn't sure how this was gonna go <laughs> as far as like my end of things. So I'm glad that we've just like this was a really fun conversation, and I have so much more that I feel like we both could talk about. So we'll definitely have to have you back, and we can like dive really deep into like sad boy and sad girl music specifically. Yes. So especially for people that are now like intrigued, like go listen to the artists we've talked about. Go season yourself as Sage is about to deep throat the mic. <laughs> it's fine. This is okay. We obviously need to end it. Things are getting freaky. <laughs> but um, again, make sure you guys go check out Sage. I'll have those links below. Do you have any parting words for our listeners? Um, I guess what usually how I close out my sets, I'll be, I, I like to tell everybody thanks for vibing with us and have a good night. Absolutely. Thank you again for coming on. I've loved having you. And remember, you guys, as always, stay safe, stay beautiful, and remember that there is always another day. Bye.